Hey, Price Partners, it's Flo, and we are coming back for another episode this evening. I do pray that this message reaches you all safely and happily, and I do pray that you all are enjoying your wonderful Wednesday today, or tonight, rather. The topic for tonight's episode is going to be unlearning and relearning the purpose God has for us. You know, oftentimes we feel that once we learn something that it is just, it's fact. Um, It can't be changed. Our minds can't be moved. But what if I told you that relearning is probably better for you, especially when it comes to relearning yourself um, in the word of God, relearning your spirit. I do want to open with a verse this evening, and it's going to be Romans 12 and 2. That's Romans 12, chapter 12, verses 2. And I'm going to go ahead and give you a moment to find it in your Bible if you have it with you. If you don't, don't worry about it. You can always go back over uh, this audio and check out the verse um, when you do have time. I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of time to find it. When you have it, say amen and amen again. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. One thing that I do want to say is, as, you know, basic spirits having a human experience, we often find ourselves easily offended. Um, And what I mean by offended is we like to hold on to things that may not sit right with us. Someone may say something that could hurt our feelings and we just might not let it go. We tend to think about it. Sometimes we even go so far as to believe it. Um, But God says, do not be offended. Um, Do not take on the spirit of offense for whatever is trying to offend you or whoever is trying to offend you. It's easy to cast someone out of our mind or relationship away from us because we feel a certain type of way about them. Um, But the way that God wants us to be is to forgive, is to, you know, take things with a grain of salt to not be so heavy. Um, And one story that particularly sticks out to me is the story of David. Um, You know, I always say in a world filled with Saul, be like David. And if you aren't familiar with the story of King Saul and David, um, I'm just going to go over it a little bit quickly. um, Just a shortened version. Um, You can definitely find it in your Bible. Um, But what happened with David is King Saul basically uh, felt like, you know, he had no, he had no, close relationship with God. He was being tormented by an evil spirit because he had disobeyed God. And his only relief came from someone who was playing a harp. 
Um, and so he had found David um, among the, the young servants. And when he found David, um, he was like, oh, bring David to me um, and ask him to come to the palace and minister to him. And David thought, oh, God is really, you know, doing what he said he was going to do. This is becoming what I'm supposed to do. He's bringing it to pass. Um, and Samuel, the prophet, is the one who introduced Saul and um, to David. And David was thinking, you know, surely I'll win favor of the king, you know, if I if I can have this entry level position. Um, and so time passed and David's father asked him to bring refreshments to his older brother um, who was at war with the Philistines. And then David saw Goliath, which was the Philistine champion, which a big, big giant. I know some of you probably now, the light bulb's going off in your head. Oh, David and Goliath. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so he saw the, the Philistine champion, Goliath, mocking the army of God and learned that he had gone for 40 days. Uh, so he found out that Saul, which is the king, had offered his daughter's hand in marriage for whoever defeated the giant. He told whatever man could defeat Goliath that he could marry his daughter. So David asked for permission to fight Goliath and he ended up fighting Goliath and he slayed Goliath and then he won Saul's daughter's hand. And he also won favor with Saul. Um, and so Saul pretty much, you know, regarded David over all of his sons. And then Saul eventually became jealous of David. Um, he started to resent him. And this is because Saul saw that David had the hand of God on him and that it prospered. And that Saul um, was not really, he was not really... God was not with Saul as much as he was with David. Um, and so because of this, Saul tried to kill David more than once, twice. Um, and so David had to run for his life. Oftentimes we get into situations where if someone does something bad to us or malicious to us or something to obstruct our, or hurt our feelings, um, we become offended by it and... Instead of relearning the way we should treat them, we treat them the way we've learned or we've been conditioned to do, which is, you know, treat them the way they treat us or, or, or feed them with the same spoon. But the great thing about David is he wasn't offended. You know, he went through a lot. He had to run into the wilderness. He slept in caves. Uh, Saul was after him with an army of 3,000 men. He wanted nothing more than to take this young man's life because he was jealous of the prosperity that God was giving him. He knew that David was destined to take over and he couldn't stand it. He didn't understand why David was more in favor with the Lord than himself. And the reason why David was more in favor with the Lord than himself is because David was not easily offended. He didn't take upon jealousy or hurt, strife or envy, anger, anything like that. Um, 
And so eventually David and Saul caught up with each other. Um, Saul wound up sleeping in the front of the cave and David snuck up behind him and cut a piece of his robe. And it wasn't in a malicious act. He did it just so he could tell Saul, you know, I, ha I could have done what you have sought to do to me, but that is not, that's not my place. That's not what God has planned for my life. So, you know, he spared Saul and still Saul continued to try to kill him. Um, and this opens the door to treatment such as David received. You know, after all, Saul had a kingdom to protect. And this type of treatment is acceptable in leaders' minds because they're pursuing the furtherance of the gospel. Um, they have a certain attitude. You know, these leaders view God's people as resources to serve their vision instead of seeing the vision as the vehicle to serve the people. Oftentimes, uh, we get so pumped up with the gifts or the blessings that God bestows upon us that we forget the blessing that God gives us is for the people and not just for ourselves. Um, and so... Even after Saul died and David went back, um, he he never once tried to be what Saul was to him. Even when he had his friend Abishai with him and they snuck into Saul's camp and Abishai said, you know, just let me go ahead and, and kill Saul. This guy has been giving you so much trouble. You know, God has delivered your enemy into your hand. You know, take, take, take advantage of it. Let me strike him. Let me kill him right here, right now. And David said, no, that is not what God wants. You know, even though the reasons sounded good and they made sense and David was receiving the encouragement from another brother. But if David was the least bit offended, he would have felt totally justified and would have allowed a shy to put a spear through Saul. And what I love about David's response is it shows growth. You know, it shows the, the spirit of God within him. And David's response was this. Do not destroy him for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless. As the Lord lives, the Lord shall strike him or his day shall come to die or he shall go out to battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Basically, David was saying that vengeance is all, all gods and gods alone, that we should not take uh, the power of God into our own. And that if God saw fit, God would punish Saul in his own way. Um, and David ended up ministering to the people of Israel and he fulfilled his purpose that God had for him, even after being in 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 uh peril and running for you know a long time uh, away from Saul and ducking and dodging death strife fear hunger um he never once became offended you know churches split up families split up marriages shattered love dies um and it's all from an onslaught of words launched in hurt and frustration friends family and leaders you know, they become offended. And when a person becomes offended, they take, aim, they take aim at the people they are trying to offend with words that are sharpened by bitterness and anger. Um, even if the information could be factual, the motives are impure. 
Um, so somebody says something about you or gossips about you instead of trying to relearn the way in which you should respond, which is to just bless them and pray for them anyway. Um, we often double back to what we learned, which is to do what, what do unto others, right? Um, and so David was anointed to be the next king by Samuel the prophet. Um, and he knew that his purpose was going to be fulfilled. He never once gave in. He never once uh, blamed Saul. He even forgave Saul when he when he seen him. And even after Saul knew that David forgave him and could feel it upon his flesh, he still wanted to kill him because he let he was letting the other energy use use him. And especially important in these times now where we can turn on the TV and see so much peril or so much negativity and become easily offended by it, the natural response is to strike back, is to fight. But what if I told you the best thing to do would be to relearn the way, to relearn your conditions, you know, use the golden rule, treat everyone as God would treat you, um, and I do actually want to open the discussion um, and ask a question to you all is when it comes to uh, uh, being offended, what do you think is the most or what do you think is the biggest thing in your life that you become offended by? Um, most Christians today would be offended and search for another church. Uh, if they don't like what the pastor, that particular pastor is saying, telling others as if they went of the wicked lifestyle of their former pastor, um, that it has corruption, women in prayer um, become offended. Uh, you have a friend, you know, that may believe or worship differently than you. Don't become offended by their the way that they worship instead bless them you know ask god and pray that he would teach you something from the experience that you had you know every experience has something that we could learn from um i do actually want to leave you all with a verse and it is proverbs 18 21 Proverbs 18.21. And when you have it, say amen and amen again. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Okay? Um, so we have to be careful what we speak what we put out into the world because our tongues can speak life into people and it can also speak death into ourselves. I definitely want to go ahead and leave you all with a prayer um, tonight and bow your head and close your eyes. Holy Spirit, empower me to be a spiritual father or a mother to those who need me to disciple, love, and support and encourage them. Father, raise up spiritual leaders in our land who can lead each others with justice, mercy, integrity, and love. 
allow me to be one of these leaders. When I am cut off from my father, whether it be physical or spiritual, through his my insecurities, jealousy, or pride, if these cause me to step away, Lord, help me to recognize that as you did with David, you want me to complete your work in my life. Holy Spirit, release those that have tormenting thoughts or self-blame and are striving for acceptance. Cause them to seek only your acceptance and restoration. Refuse to allow the enemy to cause them to seek revenge against those who have wronged them. They will not raise their hands against the Lord's anointed or seek revenge or to avenge themselves. They should leave justice to you. Father, cause their hearts to be pure as you had David's heart pure. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me again tonight. Um, I pray that you all take this message um, and, you know, apply it to your lives. Just think about... Uh, what I said earlier, anytime you feel like you may become offended in any portion of your life, do not become Saul, become David always. And I will see you all again on Monday evening. And you guys have a good night.